we got big moments, big choices, and an even bigger world. And we're going to talk all about it as we cover the back half of Season 3 of Attack on Titan this week on Shonen and Suds. This is a grown man crying, folks. Oh, oh, Cody. Cody, how are you? I'm good, man. (laughs) You don't sound so well, though, Chris. Oh my God, Cody! This, this, fuck, this, uh, man, this, this show, this show is everything. This is. I wasn't ready for the for the feels, the emotions, the, ah, uh, it's it, man, especially like this this half of this half of the show like this. I, I was on board already, but like. This section we're covering today, Cody. Like, I, I, I am, I'm in it for life. I am ride or die with Attack on Titan. So good, so good. Yeah, I, I think this is probably like one of the best sections. I mean, I say that like, like we've said that for like four weeks straight now. But <laughs> rough, but fuck this, this chunk of ten episodes. I mean, we get everything. We get ton of action. You know. Kaiju fights, we get the biggest lore dump probably in anime history um, in one episode, definitely. Like, it's 20 minutes of, like, <laughs> you have to pay attention <laughs> the entire time. Absolutely. Um, and then, of course, and the big, big emotional moment, and then uh, kind of a setup for the next season. So, Absolutely. Wow. And absolutely. And obviously, spoilers ahead, um, which... Again, at this point, where when did when did season three come out? We're not that far removed from season three, if I'm not mistaken, right? But also, I have no to- no concept of time anymore. As far as I'm concerned, it's still 2019. Yeah, this is this is from uh, 2019. Okay, so we're close. So I guess we can you know actively say you know spoilers ahead if you haven't seen it. You know, stop this and go finish but i imagine cody i like to think anybody that started season three just went ahead and fucking finished it you know what i mean like they they didn't cut it in half like we did but i also did not stop (laughs) yeah i it was it's uh, again it's tough to stop uh watching when there's more to be when there's more there um Mm -hmm. once again especially this season yeah once again i'm just so far behind on one piece i have to stop it (laughs) Our, Mm -hmm. our our are sectioned off marks, but we are covering episodes 50 to 59 today, season 3, part 2. Exactly. The spoilers ahead, mm-hmm. you guys have been warned. Um, yeah, that's what we're talking about today. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm definitely excited, because again, I am all I am all in on Attack on Titan, Cody. I've also been going down a lot of Attack on Titan rabbit holes. Um, obviously, I'm still reading the manga. I'm just to the point now. Uh, I just finished Omnibus number 5. So I just that that one ends with Rod Rice and um uh, Historia, Historia Tunt- yeah Historia I complain to call her fucking Valencia for some reason <laughs> the fuck is wrong with me but they they t- uh, Aaron is chained up in that like crystal chamber and they touch his back and he starts getting the memories of what happened with like with uh, the Rice family and his father that's where that one ends so that's where I'm at also too I noticed Cody um. 
in the manga. Uh, remember the one um, person who got uh, that was um, Mika. Uh, well, his name is Mike in the um, in the manga. The one who got his um, gear stolen by the by the Beast Titan in season two. Oh, like Miche or whatever his name is. Yeah, it's actually in the in the in the manga. It's just Mike M I K E fucking Mike ass Mike. Yeah, I don't I don't know how that couldn't have translated. You know. Right, <laughs> it would have been a lot exactly. easier to pronounce. Like <laughs> absolutely, and also I I've also come to realize it goes back to that note not having an L sound. It Sasha's last name is actually Blouse, not Browse. Yep. Yep. So. So it just goes back to that that L thing. I, I like, you know, I don't know. I like learning these little these little things, Cody. But uh, yeah, so going down the manga, I've also you know, been reading the manga. I've also been going down these YouTube rabbit holes because apparently, Cody, there's a lot of people that much like myself have not watched Attack on Titan. So I'm watching all these like videos of like, you know, like reaction videos where people are watching it for the first time or supposedly watching it for the first time where it's groups of people that half of them have watched it, but they're trying to get their animator, anime hating ass friends to watch it and you know attack on titan like you've said many times before cody that's the show to that's the gateway anime to get your non-anime watching friends into the uh into the medium um so i've been watching a lot of that like watching people's having having the same reactions i had i think there's just that you know excitement loves company type of uh type of mindset so i've been watching a lot of those um yeah just just really going down the rabbit hole man i i, I fucking this is one of the this is one of the greatest stories I've ever had a chance to experience. So I'm really, really just just diving in both both feet, dragon floaties on, nose plugs, goggles, got the full scuba kit. I'm just ready to fucking just keep on going. I'm on my third watch through of the show, by the way. Yeah, I was like, pretty soon you're gonna catch up with me on how many times I've seen it. Like, <laughs> yeah, and wow. it it doesn't get old, and it's just fast. It's just so fast, and I, I like you said, man. I catch more and more every time I watch it. Just small little visual cues, small little audio cues. It's just shows perfect. Yeah, and we'll actually touch on that here in a little bit, talking about uh, mm-hmm. restorationists, because turns out there are a lot of the yeah. main titans that killed a bunch of our favorite characters. So, um, <laughs> sure did. Or nearly sure did, did in some cases, um, but of course, Chris, we we are back for another episode of Shonen and Suds. This is episode uh, one thirty four. Like one one thirty four. Love that. And of course, I am your host, Chris Adams, and I am Cody Snodgrass. And welcome back. I went on a long tirade there. I had to get the hurt out of my chest, you know, because you know we lose again. Spoilers ahead. We lose my boy. This is this is the the last ride of uh, of Aaron Smith. Which, uh, you know, pour one out for the homie, by the way. The best commander that the Scout Regiment has ever seen. So, I'm, you know, it was tough. It was a tough one. (laughs) I did. I did. But, you know, he's gone, but not forgotten. That's right. He lives on in our hearts. Yeah. And, of course, he does get mentioned. (laughs) That's right. The old old weeb salute. Here it comes. (laughs) We can be we can be that cringy weave that does the salute, but uh, but yeah, man. Of course, you know as as you've said at the top of this, you know we've just been gushing on Attack on Titan. Is no surprise to anybody. It just keeps getting better and better. Um, you know, and I'm really excited to you know talk about this and then go. You know, next week we'll be covering season four. We'll be all caught up. You know, here on the podcast, Cody, in no time. Yeah, I think we got what two more episodes, and then we'll probably do the OVAs yeah. maybe after that. Yeah, 
which I'm excited to watch the OVAs because um, they mentioned that like you see those ha- unfold in real time in the manga, which again, like I said, the first one about uh, Elisa's notebook, I think is what it's called. That one's actually like, that one's actually like super important, but you don't realize how important it is until much later. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to dive into those cause I definitely haven't seen all of them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, in about Few more weeks, so sometime in early March we will be we'll be all cut up in Attack on Titan, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. But I mean, I'm excited. It's been easy. But also, it's been easy watch. <laughs> it, it keeps getting easier, and it, you know, it's normally like if, especially if I'm having a busy week, I find it like a chore. And I, I don't want to use the word a chore, right? Because I always love to watch anime, but like it's fuck. I gotta like I gotta stop what I'm doing, and I've got to carve out time to watch the show. Attack on Titans, like. Nope, I'm I'm not gonna fucking do that other thing that I probably should do. I'm just gonna keep watching Attack on Titan. So it's been it's been very easy to carve out the time to do it. So yeah, yeah. Um, of course, before. We but get also to... too. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say it's, you know we just came off of uh, came off of Valentine's Day, Cody. Did you have a wonderful Valentine's Day? Did yeah. you uh, you know, did you get all the candies and steaks and blowjobs you could ask for? I sure did, Chris. Yeah. Uh... Uh, well, I didn't have steak. I went to uh, we went to PF Chang. So we, you know, oh, I guess nice, technically, I mean, nice. Mongolian beef. That's that's basically steak. It's got yeah, man. It's it's, it's <laughs> steak adjacent. It's yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. I I haven't been there in a, in a long time. Uh, I think since nice. last time I went was at during Gen Con. I went to the Indianapolis one up there. Oh man, PF Chang's is great. Yeah, it was fantastic. Like, I, I, I mean, it's no, it's no <laughs> Chili's two for one, but no, it's no, good. No. No, and I mean, maybe a little bit on the expensive side, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's it's, it's high quality. It's great. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely worth it. it. It can definitely be a be you know, it can get out of control. The bill can get out of control really quickly, but it's yeah. uh, it's worth every penny. <laughs> yeah, absolutely worth and, every penny. And it's a place you don't actually have to dress fancy for, contrary to how it looks. Like it looks like a very oh, yeah. nice place, but I walked in jeans and a hoodie, Chris. If if there's any dress code, that's a place I'm not. I don't belong. Really, uh, <laughs> that's not for me. That's for some other mother jabroni. But uh, <laughs> some, some other jabroni. You don't even wear the tuxedo t-shirt. No, no, I'm I'm good, man. Too fancy. <laughs> I heard that. If 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 I can't get in with a t-shirt and jeans or like a hoodie and jeans, like <laughs> then it ain't for me. This money is not going to you guys. We're <laughs> we're going to Applebee's. We're going to Chili's. We're going to. That's right. <laughs> Um, Take my traveler's checks elsewhere. Yeah, had a good time for for the old Valentine's Day. What about you, Chris? You and the wife do anything special? No, we we actually don't really celebrate Valentine's Day because we both think it's bullshit. Because like we're also that couple where it's like, well, we can just go out to dinner anytime we want to. Yeah, we can say we tell each other we love each other every day of the week. So like Valentine's Day, like we 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 love. February fifteenth more than February fourteenth because we want all that half off fucking candy. So like February fifteenth is really our holiday. Yeah, that's that's fair, Chris. We we uh, celebrated on February fifteenth as well because ain't nobody trying to go out and make reservations. And... No, how about fuck all... that? Yeah, like <laughs> just go the next day and everything is like you said. The candy's half off first of all, and yeah, dude. the restaurants are exactly. empty. Like empty. Like it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Yeah, so we didn't do much. We just, again, we just hung out. I, I want to say, actually, uh, on the 14th, yeah, actually, Sam worked. She works at a restaurant. So uh, she was, 
you know, serving up all, all, all those suckers who went and spent all that money on each other on a day where everything is marked through the roof. And idiots, idiots. And she went and, you she know, capitalized on, on the profit. That's good. Sure did. Sure did. But, uh, but yeah, it was cool. Otherwise it was, it was fine. Just, you know, chill week, um, you know, quit my job. So I'm just, I, I'm living the fun employed life right now myself. Oh, Chris, welcome, welcome all the board. That's right. Chris, I will turn you into a door dasher in no time, don't you? Oh man. Hey dude, I, I've, I've actually thought about doing it just in the interim. So I don't have to like worry about like, just, because uh, I, I just want to chill. I don't want to, I kind of want to, don't want, well, it's a mixed bag, Cody. Like one, I really want like the benefits and the healthcare, which I have through the remainder of the month, which is fine. But then it's like, I don't want to move to the beat of somebody else's drum. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I, I definitely feel oh. that. Yeah. I, I won't do door dashing forever just because I think it's going to load miles on my car, but I can definitely like, yeah. like very comfortably survive. Um, yeah it's, and it's just chill it's just, it's just one of those things you you can you know you don't really have to answer it to anybody but yourself if you don't make any money it's fucking on you really yeah absolutely um well yeah but yeah been a big week for you then all right um it's been a real chill week super chill week just playing uh you know just playing fire emblem just live it living the life man living the good life but uh you know watch an attack on titan but of course cody you know we'll get to that but we got some news to cover first. Um, you know, this happened, and I forgot to mention these things last week. Um, you know, I just, uh, you know, you know how we, you know, I'll tell you again, I have no concept of time. But I wanted to mention this last week um, on, I want to say it was either the 7th or the 8th, uh, the founder of, you know, basically AMVs, the, you know, the anime music video, James uh, Kapistaz, or Kapistaz, Cap- I'm, I'm probably saying that very wrong, but, you know. Basically, the creator of the of AMVs had passed away. Um, you know this, and I wanted I mentioned that because around that same time there was a a new or when I say new, put that in quotation marks. There was a song released by Linkin Park for the 20th anniversary of Meteor, and the whole video is in jet uh, in, in like anime style. So, and the reason I brought all again, I said all that to say this. AMVs were fucking huge, like early days of the internet, man. Like these were, like I didn't think anything like this could exist. Now I want to say, obviously, back in um, the first anime music video was actually created back in 1982, Cody, my birth year. So there's no coincidence. Um, but these were like really big early day of the internet type things. When you you know, not, there was nothing better than watching fucking all your favorite characters set to fucking money, power, respect by the locks. You know what I mean? <laughs> so seeing, or, and, and also too, like you couldn't have an AMV without, like, I feel like Lincoln park songs were the, the best top of the line ammunition you could stuff into an AMV. Um, so it was really cool to kind of see that thing. Very nostalgic. You know, I was a big AMV guy back in the day. Um, Again, huge Lincoln Park fan back in the day. Uh, the songs definitely hit different now that uh, now that you know once uh, Chester Bennington passed. Um, so it, it was really cool to see. And I wanted to mention that I just completely forgot about it last week until like after the cast was over. Um, but yeah, like that's a that's a big deal, man. Like that was a big part of like anime culture, kind of getting it to the masses too. Like in the early two thousands. So you know, pour one out like, once again. You know, my man has joined Commander Ervin uh, in the. Uh, in that big AMV in the sky, I guess. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely pour one out for sure. Yeah, AMVs, especially like in my early like watching YouTube days, were like. Uh huh. I mean, I watched probably every Naruto or Dragon Ball Z fight over and over again. Like, uh -huh. obviously, much shortened down to an AMV to fit into one, you know, three and a half minute Lincoln Park song. But um, oh, exactly, exactly. But it yeah. was just—it was a big part of. It was just a big part of anime, man. You could use that to get somebody into anime too back in the day. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm sure there's still more AMVs being. I'm sure there's. You know, oh yeah. I'm sure there's still plenty for you know Attack on Titan and every other new anime and everything like that. But mm -hmm. yeah, they definitely are a, a, a big part of anime. So, um, yeah, yep, and it all started. Yeah, exactly. And it all just started with two VCRs and Space Battleship Yamato and the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That's the uh, the the humble beginnings. Of AMV. My dad still yeah. has two VCRs plugged into his main TV right now. Dude, <laughs> is your is your dad up there back back at, back in his trailer making some AMVs? He should be. <laughs> he probably should be. <laughs> but That's right. Unfortunately, not. I have gotten him to watch the first few episodes of Attack on Titan, though, Chris. So. Oh man, well he needs to stick with it because it's uh it is a good one. Yeah, I need I need to get I him back on the grind. <laughs> You do. He needs to get caught up with us here at Shonen and Suds, Cody. But I know you said you have some other news as well, some uh, some Demon Slayer news. Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> I can't remember. I guess we talked about this maybe through just... We talked about it briefly, yeah. I don't think... I don't know if we talked about it on the cast, though. It might have just been us texting back and forth, but... Yeah, um, or our, our precast ramblings. Right. Um, which, basically what I'm talking about is Demon Slayer, the Swordsmith Village arc. Um, mm -hmm. and what this is... Is it the first three episodes or the first two? First, it's the first two, because they're showing the last two of the last arc and the first two of this arc. Which means, Cody, we're going to get a chance to see on the fucking big screen the greatest episode of animated television of all time. <laughs> yeah, one of the most fucking... Just, I don't even know how to describe... You can't describe that fight scene, but... You, it's it's just, just a fucking work of art. Yeah. Um, and that we're going to be able to see that in theaters. Uh, so, yeah, like you said, it's the last two episodes of the Entertainment District arc, I believe is what that one was called. Yep. And the yep. first two of the new Swordsmith arc. Um, airing in theaters. So, I mean, any anytime, once again, we've mentioned many times on this cast, that anytime you can see anime on the big screen, you should try it. Or go, you know, definitely, <laughs> definitely buy yourself a ticket. Um, but it has uh, become the new number one um, thing in theaters over in Japan. So, I believe it. They finally dethroned Slam Dunk. Uh, I believe Suzume is down to fourth now. Mm -hmm. uh, Slam Dunk still at number two. Um, yeah, Demon Slayer to nobody's surprise, taking over that number one spot. Yeah, watching watching that that and it wasn't the last episode of the um of the Entertainment District arc. It was the penultimate episode that was just like fucking mind-blowing insane it's cody i'm gonna feel like what a bystander felt like after michelangelo finished painting the sistine chapel i'm gonna <laughs> feel like that seeing that episode on the big screen i can't wait yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time um and that of course airs uh in north american theaters starting on march 3rd so just about two weeks away yeah um, definitely. see you there brother yeah, yeah, definitely gonna be there uh, looking forward to that um, and then some other anime news. Uh, we did see uh, Nier Automata has finally will be returning uh, this Saturday, February 18th, after the delay due to COVID. 
Um, mm-hmm. Right now, there's only the first three episodes, so this will be episode four that airs. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, um, Super Mario got like its 47th trailer now, so you can now watch the entire movie. Um, oh, can't wait! Um, I'm so glad I haven't watched another trailer since the first one dropped. Because like, yeah, I've only watched the first one, dude. Every week we do this podcast, it's like, oh, two new Super Mario trailers dropped. It's like, all right, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah, it's like, nope. I'm just gonna, I'm just I'm gonna going. go. I want to go in as cold as possible here. Right? You, you don't have to sell me anymore. I have fucking forty of the games in my cabinet over there. Like, you got yeah. me. Yeah. Um. So, spoiler alert. I think our princess is going to be in another castle, Cody. Oh. Yeah, spoilers ahead for that one. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> but, uh, oh. and then, uh, I guess we could touch a little bit on this Netflix password mm-hmm. sharing fiasco. Uh, we talked about it, I think, last week. Oh. Uh, but it, now mm-hmm. they have extended the password sharing limits to Canada, New Zealand, Spain, and Portugal. Um, and they basically, you're now at, able to add two secondary users who reside outside uh-huh. of your primary like IP address for an additional charge of five ninety six US dollars for the Canadian one. Um, uh-huh. Looks like the most expensive one is Spain, which is about six dollars and forty five cents. So basically, around six bucks, <clears throat> you can add up to two secondary users. Um, I imagine you have to pay six bucks for each one. Um, and yeah, I don't. I, I guess they're just saving the United States for last because they don't want to hear the, the absolute Twitter outrage that's going to happen when this when they finally drop this on us. Um, yeah, Netflix just uh, continuing to make poor decisions as always. Yep, can't wait to you know can't wait to spend fifty seven dollars a month to watch. Um, Cobra Kai. <laughs> I don't know, watch Cobra Kai or some some, some random Bollywood movie. Yeah. Which you know, again, no nothing against Bollywood. I think there are some great films. There's some absolutely banger ass films that come out, but like, I don't know, man. I just I, I get more and more upset with like streaming. So like, I literally ditched cable because there was nothing to watch on cable, and now they've just spread that nothing to watch along multiple streaming services. And there's just never like you just get lucky. Like I, I go through the rounds every Friday on my streaming services to see what new is out. And then like more times than not, it's fucking nothing. Like it's absolutely nothing. And it's like, I had no, I was struggling to find something to watch last week. Now, what the hell are we going to watch on TV? Yeah. I, luckily I haven't had to go through that as of late, just cause I've been, whenever I have any extra time, not watching anime, I'm just watching one piece. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did watch you, uh, the new, little half season yeah, that came yeah, out. Yeah, Sam and I finished that last night. She thought it was so good. It was so good, dude. Yeah, and, I love that shit. And shows like that are the reason I keep Netflix. Um, yep. Yeah. And before that, we finished uh, on Amazon Prime, we finished uh, season two of Vox Machina. I don't know if you've watched that at all. I haven't. I know you nominated it for a poll, I believe. It's it's very good. Like it's just it's Yeah, it's very, very good. It's a good animated show. It's very much in lights. Like, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's from, you know, I don't know if you, if you know Critical Role or familiar with D&D at all. It's basically like an animated version of the, the campaign that they did. And it's got two seasons. It's very, very good. It's funny. Uh, really good animation. Um, good high fantasy stuff. Like, it's just good. It's just a good show. Good voice. Great voice acting. It's awesome. Love that. Yeah. And, of course, Last of Us. Sunday night is Last of Us night. 
Oh, yeah. Cody, that reminds me. We're Here we are talking news. Uh, I'm glad to see that uh, St. Louis didn't burn down or Missouri is still on the map. Congrats on the uh, – I know you're not a, I know you're not a Chiefs fan, but congrats on the great state of Missouri for bringing a, uh, bringing a Super Bowl trophy home. That's right. We, we, we did it again. Uh, I say we as in uh, Patrick Mahomes. Um, but, That's right. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, I guess Super Bowl was this weekend too. It was. It was a big and the reason I remember that was because Last of Us came on Friday instead of Sunday. Exactly. Yeah. I'm actually, I haven't watched that episode. I'm one behind, so probably right after the cast, I'll probably pop that Fuck! Out. You need to. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I get a whole evening of great television. I'll just go from Last of Us right into season four of AOT. And, you know, there you go. Oh, uh, season. It'll all and be good. Honestly, the first, uh, uh, rumbling is a good intro, but I think the intro you're getting ready to come into, uh, the, the beginning of season four, uh, the first half of season four, I think that's might actually be my favorite intro. You're wild. You're wild. I know. That, that might, might be my favorite one. But I mean, all of these intros. Right now. They're all great. Yeah. You, yeah. If you, if somebody were to say the outro of season two is my favorite, I'd be like, great choice. They're yeah. all good. Intros and outros are all fucking bangers. Yeah, and speaking of great intros, uh, we have another great one here for part two of season three. Um, yeah, we fantastic do. Fantastic song. I, I don't know the name of it. It's great. Great. Yeah. <laughs> another fantastic one. Oh. Uh, much more high-paced, like the first mm-hmm. four, the first three, I guess, um, compared yeah. to uh, part one, uh, which was the Red Swan. But um, yeah, just another bop here. Um, and it really, really sets the tone, Chris, because... Uh, you know, kind of just diving into AOT here, we're we're, we're on our way back to Shiganshina. <laughs> Cody, I, oh, shit. You know, I'd, love, I'd love to talk about Attack on Titan, but Cody, I'm, I'm thirsty. I'm dying of thirst over here. The trip, the trip to Shiganshina was way too long. <laughs> them boys are dying of thirst. <laughs> them, them boys is dying of thirst. God damn. I forgot, Chris. All right. Oh. Yeah, I am. I am parched. I'm literally holding my fucking beer in my hand. I, oh well, well then, Cody, you need to just spread the good word, spread the gospel. What you drinking? A good crack. All right, Chris. Today, <clears throat> so I told you I was on my way to the liquor store. I was trying to find Nee uh-huh. Ling. Uh, the guy behind the counter said they'll have it first week of March. So I guess it's getting dropped oh, off to man. All the bars and stuff so far. Uh-huh. Um. Oh, no yinglings for a couple more weeks, but that's okay. Um, and then, I, so then I'm just looking at the beer section, like trying to find something new. Um, and mm-hmm. I was talking about lining Kugels actually with a friend the other yeah. day. Yeah. And obviously, I've had the summer shandy a couple times on the cast. Um, this week, Chris, I got the lining Kugels juicy peach. So oh. I'm gonna grab a swig of this because I don't, I don't know what I'm in for, but it sounds delicious. It sounds delicious. Sounds refreshing. Oh yeah, that is peachy. That is peachy oh, indeed. Man. Um, but yeah, a uh, little lighter on the alcohol, four point four percent. Okay, uh, okay. Twelve ounces here. Uh, it says refreshing and tart with natural peach flavors. Oh, love that. Oh, oh, we got a description on the back. Hold on, let me lean this in the light here. Mm-hmm. Google's juicy peach is a refreshing, easy drinking beer that balances delicious sweetness from natural peach juice with subtle tart notes. This approachable, thirst-quenching beer is packed with flavor and sure to please your palate with its smooth finish. Love that. 
Love that, Chris. And it does have a smooth finish. This is a great. Uh, I don't know if this is, is this a beer. I don't. I don't know what I'm drinking. It tastes like peach. That's it's great. Oh baby, drinking the drinking the sweet stuff today. Yeah, drinking the sweet stuff, Chris. It's a cold one outside today. Uh, the temperature is oh. dropping. It's windy. It's kind of rainy. It's it's a mess outside. Well, it is a balmy 75 degrees here in Richmond. Oh, must be nice, <laughs> Chris. You should be drinking the line and Kugels, really. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, Chris, uh, with that being said, what are you having this this afternoon? Let's. Uh... I don't know if you caught that. Uh, I caught it. I caught it. Yeah. Oh man. Well, on this long road back to Chicagoshnakoti, I am sipping on, and it's kind of fitting, I guess. I'm sipping on a rogue. Dead Guy Ale. Rogue is the brewery. Dead Guy Ale is the name of the beer. It is a Maybach style, which uh, Bach is the German word for lager. Uh, Maybach is also, you you can also see that interchangeably with the term Heller. Bach, Heller or Hell is usually pale or light. Um, So it's a lighter colored lager, a little bit more hop forward, a little more balanced. When I say hop forward, it's a little more balanced than most other lagers. Lightly, kind of toasty, malty, um, but it's a lager, uh, 6.8%. So we got some, we got some stank there. Um, I don't know if they have Rogue in uh, Missouri. I would imagine it prob- they probably do. It's a lot closer than it is to, you know, anytime you have to start crossing over the Mississippi River, that's when, uh, that's when beer can get a little more uh, expensive to, uh, to ship. But uh, Cody, it's just the, the can just got the little dead skeleton with his little mug of ale sitting on a barrel. I don't know if you've seen those. I don't know if I have either, um, but I am starting to, you know, expand my horizons on the beer drinking. So. But it's I'll delicious. Come across it someday. Um, yeah, those are our drinks, Chris. We are now our thirst has been quenched, um, and now we're ready so, for the trip to Chiganchina. Uh, we are. It is. It is a quite the journey indeed, Cody. And uh, things, uh, things just. I don't want to say they go south, but things get things start happening very quickly. Yeah, Chris, so we pick up, um, they're traveling through the night, um, which was Armin's idea, obviously. The Titans are mostly uh, dormant during the night. Um, and Armin, obviously, he's shaking. He's shaking, he's nervous. Even Aaron's nervous, because uh, they're, I mean, they're returning to their, their hometown of Shiganshina for the first time, and I believe it's been five, six years now? Six, uh, yeah, but I want to say it's six years. Yeah, so it's been a minute. Um and you know, it's, wouldn't you know it? It's just how they left it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Fucking ravaged. Yeah, and you know they they pass by a sleeping titan on their way there. They kind of just leave it be, um, and you know eventually make their way. And as soon as like daylight starts to, the sun starts to come up. They hop on the horses. They ride for the Shiganshina Wall. Chris, it's a, it's all too quiet. It's eerily quiet. And uh, and they kind of brush over it a little bit, but like Aaron has perfected his hardening ability. I won't say perfected, but like he knows how to harden. And like that sounds weird, but <laughs> he can plug the whole. Oh God! <laughs> no matter where he go with this, it just sounds terrible out of context. But uh, you know, he he blocks the one the outer wall. I guess it's the one that's from Shiganshina outside. And then so mm-hmm. the only one they need to do is one connecting to Walmaria. I might have those mixed up, but regardless. Uh, locks the one, and everything's still fine. Like, and Commander Erwin's even like, like something's going on. Like, there's something got to be going on. Armin's looking, 
excuse me, got the beer burps already. Uh, he's oh, looking. Right. Nothing burps like a peach. Uh, a peach. Lining Kugel. Kugel. Yeah, a juicy peach at that. Um, oh, man. <laughs> um, but then, like, Armin, you know, making a quick discovery, he finds, like, it's like a tea kettle or something that's been kicked over. Um, and, like, even, yep. like, the cups still have liquid that's a little bit warm. Like, somebody was camped out here. Um, obviously, the big assumption is Bertolt Reina. Um, Mm-hmm. And so then Armin. Ba- we did. We did also kind of see that at the end of the last uh, last season when they were sitting with uh when Reiner and uh the whoever the whoever our unnamed Beast Titan is, um we saw them sitting on top of the wall like that's when they had their little scuffle as as far as whether they were going to go back and get Annie or you know proceed with the plan to get Aaron. So we we knew they were there, but uh poor Armin did not. Yeah, until he found this, and then. Uh... Commander Erwin, this is like where he starts to let Armin kind of call the shots on a lot of things, too. Because uh, he really uh-huh. he trusts Armin. Um, and this is yep. where Armin comes up with the plan where basically everyone will climb to the top of the walls, scale down on both sides, and kind of just tap with their blades to find, like, if they're hiding in the walls, if there's a hollow spot. Uh-huh. And Chris, sure enough, moments later, fucking Reiner just moves like a this, like, makeshift covering of the wall and stabs through um, oh. one of the one of the nameless scouts, and then you know, next thing you know, we're in a fight with the Armor Titan. He's <laughs> yep. He, he's wrecking shop. Not only does he show up, Chris, um, <clears throat> the Beast Titan also is like, has made his appearance known. Like, Erwin's basically watching from the wall of Shiganshina. And like, mm-hmm. the, the Beast Titan's kind of just like watching all of this go down. And then I can't remember what happens. They're, they, they're like, they say something like they need to protect the horses or do something, and then, like, he, like... The moment you think everything's fine, like, a thousand titans just appear, um, basically entrapping them in. Well, yeah, because it's like, the Beast Titan has... He's got his, like, his little semi-circle of titans, and Cody, we, we catch a... I don't know if it's in this episode or the next one, but we catch a glimpse of a titan that we've never seen before. Oh, uh, yeah, the quadruped, as they call it. Yeah, one one just fucking skittering around on all fours has like a long little horse face we've never seen that one before cody yeah running around on all fours chris like you know when you're going up a staircase when you get home you know you just oh i do that all the time work (laughs) home it doesn't matter yeah if you're not running upstairs on all fours you're doing it wrong um (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) yeah we're separated because the horses are outside the walls everyone else is on the wall or inside the wall yeah and then we have and i want to say the uh, isn't this where the uh, beast titan just starts hurling the fucking heat? He just channels his inner rookie of the year and just starts chucking rocks at him. Yeah, he starts throwing his rocks, Chris. Um, and he pretty much throws rocks for the next uh, five episodes, like <laughs> killing, mm-hmm. t- killing scouts, killing horses, trapping the horses in, uh, preventing the survey corpse essentially from escaping. Not only that, he also has again a wall of what we've come to find out are pure titans. Um, basically the big dummies. Um, and, uh, you know, then we have Reiner on the inside, so, um, like, shit, (laughs) shit quickly hit the fan here. Um. Yes, yes, and we are, the, the scouts are pretty much battling on multiple fronts this entire time, and, uh. Cody, this is a this is a hell of a fight. There's no way we're going to be able to do it justice. These next like three or four episodes are just 
just all gas. It's like cocaine this season. Yeah. Um, and basically, all the remaining squads outside of Levi and Hanji's squads are responsible with saving the horses, basically trying to get the horses out of there. Um, yep. And this is where Floke and Marlo are. They're pretty much the only two named characters outside yeah. of Aaron. Um, Our boy Marlo has officially become a scout on his first mission. He's there. He's, he's going to have a rough one. Uh, and Levi yeah, stay, stays basically behind with Erwin because Erwin wants Levi to... Eventually, Levi has to, has to be the one that takes care of this Beast Titan. He's the only one, really. Um, this one's clearly much smarter than the other ones. Um, and while he stays with Erwin, the rest of his squad, and Hanji's squad, start fighting with the Armored Titan. Uh, and we have yeah, the they've new... got a new weapon, Cody. They got the the Thunder Spear. Yeah, we got the old Thunder Spears, basically just like a a spear with a rocket attached to it, like deal some explosive yeah. damage. They use this to blow chunks of his armor pieces off. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and and they're doing, I mean, they're making a decent a decent attempt at an attack. Like they're breaking parts of him off, but he can still cover up his nape, make sure he doesn't get killed. Um, and eventually he starts climbing up the, uh, trying to climb to the top of the wall. And so Aaron's like, well, time for me to join the fight. <laughs> That's right. And so uh, Aaron turns into his Titan form uh, and basically tries to lure him away from the wall. Um, mm-hmm. Basically trying to protect the, the horses so they can somehow get, get out of there if they win this battle. Um, and I mean, then we get another big kaiju fight. Again, like you said, we can't really do this one much justice. It's just two giant titans fighting. The animation's incredible. Um, absolutely. And we got to be getting close to the, uh, to the colossal titan. But I know, um, Berthold, he he takes, it takes a little bit before, because he doesn't transform until Reiner's just like, like fucked after these thunder spears. Yeah, uh, between the Thunder Spears and then Aaron, again, he's learned how to harden his hands like how Annie used to. Yeah, and he, I mean, they're beating... <laughs> Reiner is on the verge uh, of dying, but the entire time this is happening, Armin <clears throat> and some of our scouts are like, you know, Beartold has to be somewhere around here. <laughs> this is too easy. <laughs> like, it, it's almost like when they first sealed the one wall, they were like, what the fuck's going on? Like, where are the bad guys at? <laughs> you know, it's it's just too quiet. Um, yeah, and then eventually, I can't remember. Uh, Bertolt basically, we see him in his hiding spot. He's actually in the cargo that the quadruped that's on the, yep, yeah, exactly. And he's just waiting, he just waits for like a, um, like, I can't remember if he waits for, like, a particular signal, but he gets to a point where he, like, he pops out and you just see the giant nuclear explosion. Yeah, I think it's when uh, Reiner's kind of on the verge of death and then he lets out that big scream. Um, yes. And that, and that That's signal, the signal. And the Beast Titan grabs the barrel, the bear tolts in and just fucking <laughs> just slings it <laughs> um, in, into Shiganshina, uh and then uh, but he doesn't. He actually doesn't transform yet. This is where we get the, the moment between mm-hmm. him and Arm and having like a, a negotiation a little bit. Um, <clears throat> but mm-hmm. to, to Armin, much to like Armin's, you know, it's unfortunate, but Bertold is not having any of it. 
He's like, look, nah, we're, we're, we're seeing his true colors here. Yeah, he's like, look, we have to kill you all. We have to. This is our mission. Um, and I want to say he says we're going to kill all you devils or all you island devils or some shit, which uh, I can remember if he says it here, if he said it in a previous episode. But th- like that, that's something we end up hearing a lot more of yeah, coming down the home stretch. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, then he, he turns into the Colossal Titan. This causes a gigantic, like, fiery explosion. Um, mm-hmm. Catches Hanji and her group, so... We're just down to, you know, as far as we know, Hanji and them are all dead. Um, They're all just, yeah, because like they, his, now, Cody, I did, I did have a small gripe here. Okay. Now that I think about it. Like, from here on forward, whenever a Colossal Titan, like, becomes the Colossal Titan, there's like, it's like they're dropping a fucking bomb on Hiroshima. Whereas in, like, the first few episodes, there was no fallout to him transforming. It was just like, you're there and you're gone. Now all of a sudden when he transforms, you're just you're just melted. Yeah, so I, I don't, I don't know. like that unless that was something that was just he always did, but he always could do, but just didn't for the sake of keeping the identity secret, or you know to you know to still kind of yeah, that's the best way to put it. I don't know yeah. why I said for lack of a better way to put it. Yeah, I, I can I can understand that. Um, it could be either that or maybe um, you know that was years and years ago. He was much younger. Um, cause as we, as, that is true. As we'll find out going and mostly in season four, like, I, I guess Bertolt and Reiner at that point, they must have, I mean, they were like maybe a couple years older than Aaron when Aaron was, mm-hmm. and was the kid when the first Colossal Titan appeared. So yeah, maybe he just, just didn't have a, have a grip on his powers. Um, that's also or, or very maybe, true. Or maybe was... again, maybe it was something he's holding back, kind of like how we can hold back the steam and we learn. Yeah, that's that. true. Good um, point. But, you know, regardless, uh, he transforms right above Hanji's squad. And so <laughs> we are clearly worried about them. <clears throat> um, and then he starts to make his way towards the inner wall. Um, and now... So the only reason... And this, this is another moment I kind of had spoiled for me. The only reason I knew Hanji wasn't dead is... I saw a random because you know how the internet is. You start look, you start looking at things. You know, Attack on Titan. I, I kept getting flooded with like Weishwartz things. I, you know, I look up trading card stuff too, and there's a picture of Hanji with an eye patch. I'm like, she doesn't have that yet. She's not dead. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. So that got spoiled for me immediately, and I, I goddamn, the internet struck again because I, <laughs> I was, I was prepared. You know. Go had I not seen that once again, like it was with the Armor Titan and the Colossal Titan, it had maybe been a couple hours prior to me watching this episode that I had seen that. So I was like, "Oh, when does Hanji get an eye patch?" Is that you know? And then I was like, "Well, fuck me, that's probably next season." And then the thing happened. Where I was like, "Oh, she's definitely not dead. She hadn't had her eye patch yet." Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, you got to be careful. Um, I mean, you you said you're going down a rabbit hole of uh. <laughs> of Attack on Titan. Yeah, I have no one to blame but myself. Yeah, that's it. But now I'm more cognitive because thankfully, be, uh, unless you're looking up like manga specific stuff, you don't really get more past what's already been animated. So I, I think I'm in the clear for the most part. But anytime I see Attack on Titan like manga related stuff, Cody, I, I avoid that like the plague. Yeah, Chris, I don't look up any Attack on Titan stuff. Unless, uh, I, unless it's a Wikipedia. Like, I, I don't. Fair. <laughs> I I don't even risk it. Like, oh, there's probably some cool Attack on Titan like poster or something I could get from my wall. It's like, nah, I'll just, I'll just mm-hmm. wait until the show's done and then I'll, then I'll look at this. Yep. 
Um, but yeah, they're excuse me, beer burps again. Um, worried about Hanji squad. Juicy burps from a juicy peach. <laughs> That's right. Um, and not only did Bertolt ex- like turn into his full Titan form, uh, he's also mm-hmm. like slinging debris and burning everything, like causing mm-hmm. just causing all kinds of shit. And um, <clears throat> uh, you know. They're trying to basically arm and he's kind of frozen, trying to figure out like how they're gonna, you know, what are they gonna do? Like they are, this is like <laughs> their backs are to the wall, uh, literally uh, and you know, figuratively, I guess. Um, because the Beast Titan mm-hmm. again slinging stones. Uh, this is actually the, the episode called Perfect Game. Um, yes, because he, so I mean, he, good. He's destroying the houses that the scouts on the outside are hiding behind. He's killing the horses. And this is where Commander Erwin like sits down with Levi and has a, has a talk with him, basically like, "Look, I need you to take take care of this fucking beast Titan." Um, mm-hmm. He's like, "We have to try and win this battle. Like, this is our, you know, this is fight for, you know, he does his like fight for humanity, his big spiel that he always does." Oh my god, dude! This fucking speech, like again. Aaron is like, like if you're looking at like greatest speeches in any medium, like, like I've said before, man, his speeches are fucking up there with President Whitmore in Independence Day. Yeah, like this guy makes me want to get on a horse and go out and just run, just run right into the fucking beast titan throwing the hot stinky cheddar. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and basically what he what he's saying is he's suggesting a counterattack where him and this remaining. Brand new recruits. These are this is Floch, this is Marlo, this is all the newbies um, are gonna basically sacrifice themselves so Levi can swing from dummy Titan to dummy Titan to make it to the Beast Titan. Like it's a big gamble, as always with Erwin. Um, and he's like, you know, he's bummed because he knows he's gonna he's gonna die without learning, you know, the truth of this of what's in the basement at Aaron's house. Um, and I believe it's it's also in this episode. Or maybe the previous one, uh, where we get Erwin's flashback, where he like he's reminiscing on like how his dad was killed, how he they, like his dad always thought that there was more than they were being told. Like he knew there was something up, and Erwin always kept that. You know, he always thought the same thing. He always thought there was more to this world than just what's inside the walls. Um, Absolutely, and, and it was really his dream to figure out the truth of the world. But now he's like, well, I'm gonna die to. Try and you know keep humanity pushing forward. Um, while that's going on, before they charge off, um, we also get uh, Aaron as his Titan form kind of tries to stop the Colossal Titan by like holding on to his foot, um, only to get fucking just absolutely punted, Chris. Like, <laughs> dude, Aaron like grabs his foot. He just leans his foot back and just fucking. <laughs> Adam Vinatieri, you know, whatever, whatever <laughs> kicker you want to insert here. Um, That's right. The Colossus fucking has him beat. blasted. And it's not even a second before Aaron is just, like, smashed to the wall. Like, all oh fucking unconscious, God. all fucked up. Like, poor guy. Gave him a fu- he gave him a fucking, a fucking, uh, that- fucking Drew McIntyre <laughs> Claymore right to the fucking chops, dude. Yeah, so, like... Shit's looking bad. Um, and, you know, this episode kind of comes to a close with Erwin and all the recruits just riding off to face the Beast Titan, and Chris, he is just slinging these debris and rocks and 
Uh, well, then we get. I want to say, is that in this episode or the one before where we get like the last uh, interaction between him and uh, Levi? The, I, I, the promise. I think it's partially. It's kind of like in between. I don't know exactly which one it's in, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think it's it's probably this episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's hero. Yeah, it's, it's definitely this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh man! But yeah, oh he, man! He gets hit by some of the rocks. Um, He's—it's like the first one. Like yeah. he throws that first one, and you see it, Cody. You just see it cut right into, like, right through the horse and right through his stomach. And I was just like, like I was just like I left like an audible like. <gasps> hey, your boy, your boy has. Uh, has and like, because like the all team. the sound cut away, and it was just like, oh my god! Like not like this. Not like this, yeah. and, and not only that, um, you know the they're also using like their uh, the signal guns, like the signal flares, to try and like distract. Them, to, yeah, them. Not well, much, and Cody too. Like the only thing it's distracting him from is he doesn't realize Levi's coming. Um, exactly, exactly, because uh, Cody, uh, Arrow's not the only one that takes a fucking rock. Our our man Marlo. Man. Gets one right, like half of his head just fucking disappears. Yeah, poor Marlo, man. Like Marlo, like just he never got the new, to... He just became the new Marco. Like he got like a couple lines, and it's like you're dead. You're just dead. So, yeah, and he never got to. He never got to tell uh, Hinge. Hitch. Oh, what's name? My hand. Hitch. Hitch. Hinge. Hitch. Yeah. Never got to. Never got to tell him how he really felt, or tell her how he really felt. Oh. Uh, I was really bummed. I was really bummed when Marlo died. I was really, really hoping he was going to stick around. Because um, I don't know if it happens here, Cody, but really when the dust settles, the only person still alive is like fucking Flock. Yeah, the worst of all uh, is still alive, yeah. unfortunately. Biggest dickhead of them all. But at this point, he's only like a small... You know, he's just a little dickhead. He's, he's not like... Yeah. Like, the more, the more it the... should have been him instead <laughs> of Marlo. Yeah, it could have been him over... I would have rather had a horse be alive than fucking this idiot. Um, yeah, well, because because Cody, while that while you know while while he's mowing him down with his uh with his uh you know ninety nine mile an hour fastballs, he when the smoke starts to clear, he sees the Titan to his fucking right drop. Oh, and Cody, we get what is probably the best fucking scene in this show. Holy shit. Yeah, I I urge anybody who maybe doesn't want to watch Attack on Titan, which you're wrong for, just to look up. See, was it season three? I think it, this is what season three, episode eighteen, or is this episode seventeen? Technically, seventeen. Yeah. Seventeen. Just look that up. Season three, episode seventeen, Levi. Just look that up and just watch the scene where he just fucks the Beast Titan's life up. Like yeah. it is. Absolutely, just like <laughs> fucking goosebumps, dude. Like, like you see, like you genuinely see why Levi is like the world's strongest soldier because it's just, it's just a fucking just body, dude. Just big, just fucking ranches him. Yeah, just completely shreds his one arm, like cuts the oh back of his. God. I think it's the back of his ankles or the back of his knees. Yeah, fingers off, divvies him up real good, <laughs> and then oh my god, doesn't kill him, just cuts him out and rips him out and cuts his limbs off. Like, 
<laughs> oh, he wants to kill him so bad. Le- Levi's fucking over it, dude. He is done. He is so fucking done. Because he knew, I think he knew, like, you know, clearly he saw what went down with the, the suicide squad run in there. But, like, he knew, he knew just from his conversation with Ervin that Ervin was not planning on coming back from this. Like, the, from the whole, the whole time Aaron decided to go on this mission, Levi knew that he was not coming home. So, like, he was just, he's done. He's just ready, he's ready to fucking turn this guy into fucking Swiss cheese. Yeah, I think one of my favorite parts is when Floke, he's obviously, like, the only scout alive right now. But, like, mm-hmm. you see in the background Levi just, like, jumping from Titan to Titan, just dropping oh, every single one. It's like, god damn. God, dude. Um, fucking hype. Get hype, dude. But he, man- he manages to cut out East Titan's human form, which is this blonde guy. Um, yep. well, who's still unnamed. And he basically plans, you know, they they want to ha- they have the syringe, so he wants to try and feed him to somebody so they can gain that power. Um, yep. Or if not, just keep him alive to question him and all that stuff. Unfortunately, yep. the fucking what is now known as the Cart Titan, according to Wikipedia, yep. um, mm-hmm. or the quadruped from before, snatches him away and runs off with him. Um, God damn it! The Levi. Ugh. And this is where Le- this is where he orders the rest of the Titans to attack Levi, and that's when Levi mm-hmm. swinging from Titan to Titan, like ripping him up. <laughs> um, oh my god! And then, um, and then so that's the, that's the end of that man. Uh, then we kind of flash yeah. back to inside the walls because this that's not the yeah. only fight going on here. Yep, and uh, I want to say the uh, the armor Titan is still um still there and. The armor titan actually finally goes down because our girl's back. One one eyed Hanji. Yeah, Hanji shows back up just in time. We see uh, one of her fellow members of her squad actually like pushed her into a well, like as the colossal yeah. titan was exploding and like saved her mm-hmm. only and the rest of them died. Like Yeah. It's actually Fuck. I think it's Mobley actually is the one. So, Fucking um, Mobley, my <laughs> god, dude. Every... Mobley's the fucking god, dude. Or run after him as well. He's he's gone, dude. Uh, I swear to God, dude. The body count of like characters, it's like it becomes like the Vietnam Memorial in DC at this point, man. Like so many great side characters have just passed away. Like fuck, dude. Not Mobley. I I, I didn't even put two and two together. I because he was with Hanji pretty much through most of this season when they were trying to, you know you know, clear the scout's name, and when they were dealing with the, uh, the Reeves company, Mobley was, like, her right-hand man, and he fucking saved her at the, right to the bitter end. Yep. Yep, and uh. so they, they managed to immobilize Reiner um, with, uh, you know, using, like, every Thunder Spear they have, practically. Oh, um, man. And then, so he's he's kind of out of the picture. They get, basically have him the same way they have uh, the Beast Titans human guy. <laughs> armless, legless, like, just basically on the on the brink of death, but they want to, again, they want to keep him to try and feed him to, you know, whoever they decide to turn into a pure titan mm-hmm. so they can get, get that knowledge, get that power. Um, and then this is when, you know, Armin, he, he's thinking about the Colossal Titan uses the steam. When he uses the steam, it's immobile, but he also notices that it gets, like, thinner and thinner the more... Mm-hmm. Steam that it puts off, so it's it's used it's burning up its muscle tissue basically. Which once again, shout outs to the middle description in the middle of the episode because 
It, they do some heavy yes. lifting here, uh, especially in the second half of season three. But that's basically where that's revealed. But he burns off flesh to create that steam. Um, and so, you know, talking with Aaron, uh, he basically comes up with a plan to try and, like, basically just hold on as long as he can in the oh, steam. Because he also comes up with the, the fact that uh, the hooks on their ODM gear will hook into bones. Uh-huh. And that's why whenever they try to hook to the Colossal Titan, you would hit a steam, but it was more of the flesh being melted away, causing the hooks to come out. So he hooks onto, like, the teeth of the Colossal Titan. Uh-huh. My boy Armin just fucking holds on, Chris. <laughs> just, oh my god, dude. Until this the is like fucking end. Like <laughs> I'm telling you, man, Armin Armin's dick grew like nine sizes this day. This is when like his balls drop and he became a man. Uh, Ar- uh, uh, Armin goes home and fucks your mother after this because he is a <laughs> he is a real man. Yeah, well he's uh he's also pretty crispy. Um Oh my god, dude. Yeah, he got fucking he, he held he held on to the bitter end. Dude, he he did literally, um, and basically he just gets cooked, man. I mean, no hair, no skin, um, no well lips. Done. He looked like, yeah. I mean, dude is 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 crispy. Like he looks put like him next you put a, a side of mashed potatoes. Like <laughs> pretty much, dude. You put a fucking burger on an open flame and just put the lid on it and walked away until tomorrow. Yeah, he is crispy. <laughs> But while he did that, um, the the Colossal Titan then like looks down, sees that Aaron has crystallized and blocked off the next the other wall that they had to seal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our boy Aaron fucking just pops up from behind him with his ODM gear and gotcha and fucking slices Bertolt out. Fucking loved it. This is what he wanted to do in season one, dude. When he when he popped up on the wall when they were when they were cleaning the cannons. This was this was that moment, dude. Yeah, he finally got revenge for I mean, fucking got him. These two have caused all of their problems. But now, Chris, we come to the <sighs> yeah, you know, and obviously, Aaron, we Aaron sees Armin's body, and obviously, he's you know, he's pretty broken up about it. Always, you know, he recalls to him being like the braver, bravest one out of all of them. Um, and then we get episode eighteen, which is probably the most. I would say emotional episode up to this point, mm-hmm. the most for sure, um, because you know Aaron's there. He's got Armin's burnt body. He's got unconscious Bertolt. Um, we have again. We have Hanji's mm-hmm. off with. Um, I think it's what Jean, Connie, Mikasa, and then uh, Reiner's body, or the rest of Reiner. Um, yep. Levi makes it back. Um. Oh, I forgot. Uh, the cart titan also stops by with the the blonde guy, and he basically spills some. He has a little message him. for Aaron. Yeah, he's like, Aaron, I finally found you. He's like, we, so we've both been lied to by your father. And basically, he says some some more like minor things. Yeah, yeah, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll be back to get you someday, or I'll, I'll save you. Don't worry, that kind of thing. Yeah, and Aaron obviously like has no. He's like, what? about but they run off um but he, he does say something like oh he sure does look like my dad yeah um and then of course while you know mikasa heads back uh to see how things are going with aaron and them 
Um, basically to try and figure out if there's somebody there that they can feed Reiner to. Um, mm-hmm. She's gone uh, fucking... Uh, first of all, Hanji gets given a letter from Reiner that's from Ymir oh. to Historia. Um, then the cart titan swoops up and takes Reiner too. These motherfuckers oh my just... God. Instead of killing all these titans, they they dick around for fucking way too long and it pisses me off, but... Yeah, they just cool. They cool dick a little too much yeah. here. Yeah, like they have like blade in mouth of all of these, uh, you know, all the cause of all of their problems. And instead yeah. of killing any of them, they just fucking oh, we could feed this to somebody. Um, 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 like fuck, man, like quit fucking around. <laughs> because Chris, then we come... you, you've, got, you've definitely got the B squad there. I mean, that's. Connie and Gene live to fuck around. That's like they 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 are they are the fuck around gang. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, then we come to the to the moment, Chris, where it's like Levi Levi shows up. This is the scene yeah. that we had. This is kind of the scene that we see at the end of season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that little that little flash during the credits at the uh, yeah, at the end of season two. It was either the end of season two or season three, part one. I I, it, was, it was yes, it was the it was the end of season two, uh, season three, part one, because um, during the credits it flashes to this. Because we also have a moment, Cody, where our man Flock, who was we thought was the only survivor outside the walls, turns out the commander is still hanging by a thread. Commander, and I was like, yes, he's not dead. Yeah, and this but is. Well, you quickly realize that he's dead. Yeah, well, because, like, Levi's about to inject Armin with the serum, and then Floke fucking climbs up on the rooftop, like, guys, I found the commander. He's alive. Oh, you can no. give him the serum, and it's like. You know, Levi. Now Levi's like. Yeah, that becomes a no brainer for Levi at yeah, this point. Erwin told him it, it's up to Levi at the end of it. And, now, you know, Aaron and Mikas are like, fucking, fuck you guys. Like. <laughs> <laughs> we will kill anyone. Yeah, this, this only worked. Yeah, right. We we will kill for this kid. Also, he's the reason we're all. You know, they're like Armin's the only reason we're fucking here. He's the reason we're fucking alive. But, but then, like, but one could also argue it's like Commander Erwin kept us alive during all this. You know what I mean? So, like, there, Cody, there are good arguments on both sides of this. Yeah, and Hanji's holding back Mikasa. Loke's holding back Aaron. Um. And eventually Levi's like, look, get everyone out of here just in case. I don't want him to eat you instead. Um, yep. And he's about to inject well, everyone. Right, because Levi was, actually, Levi was actually about to pursue the, the cart titan until Flock came up with uh, with Ervin. Because he was, re- he was ready to just fucking go. Yeah. Because um, he, he was going to take, uh, take Aaron's ODM gear and follow him. Yep. Um, but then, of course, he orders everybody to leave. And he's about to inject Erwin with the fucking, with the serum, uh, and we he see fucking like, slaps it out of his hand. Yeah, and, and like now, <laughs> it's almost like Erwin. Like, I don't know if it, it, he's just so out of it, but he like recites a line that he said as a kid. Like he says, mm-hmm. like the same question that he asked his his father, who was his teacher back then, about like I, mm-hmm. I can't remember what exactly it was something about like humanity beyond the walls or something like that. Yep. Um, and like he, 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 while he does that, he also like basically like backhands Levi from giving him the serum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the next thing you see is we see fucking old pure Titan Armin stand up, and he's got the same blonde hair and everything, and fucking chomps down on Dude, old Bear Tolt. And I, I love it. I love that Bear Tolt started screaming for his fucking. Is that sadistic of me? 
<laughs> no. that like no. Bertolt he, was he like got... screaming for his life. He was he was upset. He'll never see Annie again. We do not care, motherfucker. <laughs> you had it coming, dude. You should have thought about that when like you should have fucking thought about that in the beginning. You dickhead. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and then we see Armin. Be, he's back in his human form. He, you know, now he uh-huh. is. Our boy Armin has a Titan now, Chris, and he's the Colossal. Yeah, Armin is now the Colossal Titan, which is funny. The the smallest guy on the team is now the Colossal Titan. I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, and then of course, oh, and then by the way, he gets hit with the reality of the situation in the next episode. That oh yeah, you ate Bertolt, and uh, we chose you over Commander Erwin, and he's just like, what? Yeah, like what? He's like, why would you choose me? Like, even I would have chose him. Like. What are you guys like, talking about? Are you idiot. Um, but yeah, and then not only that, Chris. There's only like nine of them. There is nine scouts left. It's all of the important people. Um. <laughs> yeah, who, who we have? We've got Levi, Hanji, Flock, Jean, Connie, Mikasa, Aaron, Armin, and Sasha. And Sasha yeah, that's literally bashing. it. Sasha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sasha got fucked. Sasha got uh. What happened? She got like like stab- She got she got hit by a rock or something. Something got her some kind of debris like, or maybe the thunder spear, an explosion or something. Y- y- yes, yes. Um, but basically, um, Hanji, Levi, Aaron, and Mikasa head through Shiganshina, basically to find the basement. We're here. We have made it to the basement. We are. This is what we've been waiting for since season one to find out what is happening in the basement. Yeah, and of course they get there. The key doesn't fit the lock. God damn it! And then we get the iconic Levi scene where he kicks open the basement door. Um, Absolutely. And eventually, you know, they're going through there. It looks just like a regular doctor's like study uh, until yeah. Mikasa finds a keyhole on the desk. Uh, it's got a, like a false bottom to it. This is some. This is Light Yagami uh-huh. hiding his death note. <laughs> like, That's right. And inside are these three books, Chris, and they pop open. First book, and there's a, a a picture like we would know it as like a photograph. Um, mm-hmm. They're like, look at this photograph. They're like, what the fuck is this? And then on the back of it, there's writing like saying like, basically explaining like what a photograph is, which is like you know like reflecting. Mm-hmm. Yada, I don't really know how to explain a photograph or a camera for that matter. Uh, I just, huh. I just know how they work. <laughs> like press the, button, take a picture, press the button, it takes the photo. Cool. <laughs> I don't know how a, how, a, how a telephone works. I know how to make a call. That's you know. <laughs> um, You're a simple man with simple needs. That's right. Um, but it's it's something that's been created by technology from beyond the walls. Uh, it, it mentions like people out there live in luxury. You know, like a whole another side of the world. Um, and yeah. this whole thing started, Cody, on a day he went out to go see an airship with his sister. Um, and then, before we get to like the post-credit scene, there is like a, a scene where Niall, um, who is the, he's mm-hmm. the one of the commanders of the Garrison Regiment, yeah, he's basically like, he, yeah, he's basically the the MP commander at this point. Yeah, and he, he's talking with like you know the the council or whoever these old dudes are. I'm talking about the mm-hmm. Aaron once. Considered the possibility that there may be humans living beyond the walls, and mm-hmm. then Chris post-credit scene we get um, the world just fucking opens up. Um, basically, Aaron starts reading through his father's book, um, and 
like you said, uh, it's Grisha as a kid and his sister Faye. Um, they live in a city, like way, you know, way beyond <laughs> the walls, um, all this stuff. And they see this airship fly overhead. And their mom's like, you know, be careful. Make sure you keep your armbands on. Um, and basically, they, they want to go see where this airship's landing. Uh, and we kind of... Yeah. I, I, I guess we'll go ahead and just tell that story um, for now. Because there's they, they, they kind of flash back to present day. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's more beneficial to get what's happening over there first, I think. Um, but basically, in the past, so Grisha and Faye, he takes his sister. They mm -hmm. go beyond these walls. They have these armbands on because they are considered... Fucking what are they? Eldians? They're Eldians. Mm -hmm. Uh, Marlians. The Elians and Marlians is what we found out about here. And Cody, what I really like here, not to, before you get into that, like I love that we start seeing like like you know, airships, which were actual things in, like, in our world, like in the like in the nineteen like right between like like you know, like World War One through like the nineteen thirties and forties. Yeah, what are they like Zeppelins and Simpsons Pretty and much. Um and what was really cool, just another random thing, the Empire State Building actually used to be a, um, like, I want to say that the, the the top of it was supposed to be used as a, um, the the top of the Empire State Building was initially, was originally supposed to be a, a landing, like a, like a dirigible for, um, or it was, was a dirt, was a spot for dirigibles, for blimps. It was actually a landing place. There was like, like a landing port at the top of the Empire State Building. Really? So yeah, oh dude, that I anytime you'll like and you'll watch movies like with alternate timelines or TV shows with alternate timelines. They always love to go like New York City with blimps still being used. Um, but I, I don't know. I, there's just something really cool about seeing a wide open city with blimps you know like passenger blimps and airships well, i don't know there's just something about that aesthetic i've always really really liked and what we see here and i and i said all that to say this what i really like here is how we see this very turn of the 1900s kind of society where there are cameras and very early style automobiles and like mechanical thing a very like Again, there's very. That's why when I messaged you when I got to this part, I was like, "Oh fuck, this show turned into World War One all of a sudden." Yeah, I mean, there's there's even like electricity and things like that, which they had found a couple of yeah in like Rod Rice's mm -hmm. basement. Um, yeah, but like so the world cool. really opens up here. Um, oh man! And they are, so basically, um, they. And uh, Grisha's entire family, oh. they are... Elders. We also get, we also are opened up to probably some of the most gnarly racism in anime I've ever seen, dude. Like, they're all fucking, like, very, like, now we start getting into, like, almost like Nazism, right? Like, we got people wearing fucking armbands and shit, dude. People have, if you're not a Marleyan, you're a, uh, an early, oh, is it, early, um... Eldian. Uh... Eldian, yeah, you're in L you have to wear a fucking armband, dog. It's we are fucking we are we are getting into the most racist anime of all time, I think, at this point too. Yeah, and we see that Grisha and Faye have to wear these armbands and they're treated horribly by like just even regular citizens, regular Marleans. Um mm -hmm. and of course they go beyond this this wall where 
They're not supposed the, to the go. internment zone, dude. They're in fucking camps, dog. Yeah. And um, they get caught by two public safety officers. My boy Ray Chase plays Kruger, one of them. Um, yeah. And he's basically like, look, you want a quick beating or you want us to tell so-and-so, like, tell, like, mm-hmm. the government or whatever. And he's like, I'll take a quick beating. Can I get beat for my sister as well? Grisha gets his shit rocked. <laughs> um, and the other guy takes the sister away. Yeah. But, or and, supposedly takes her back home. Yeah, but then, so Kruger, after beating up Grisha, he's like... Grisha starts to, like, limp away, and he's like, wait, you came to see the airships, you might as well fucking have a seat. You know, you're already taking your punishment. Like, mm-hmm. um, And, of course, when Grisha heads back home, um, I think Faye never returned home, and we find out. Yep. Uh, but they, they, like, find her body. Um, and Grisha Yeah, well, his knows. father's also just a total fucking puss about the whole thing, too, by the way. Yeah, all of the fucking Eldians, pretty much, except for the Restoration Group. Are uh, kind of just like very much just play by the rules, play it safe. Um, mm-hmm. And Grisha knows the other officer who's Gross. Um, is his name? Mm-hmm. He knows he murdered him. Uh, and of course, he's lying what? through his what? fucking what? teeth. And then, like, then fucking Grisha's dad basically, like, I'll make sure my boy, my dumb boy, learns um, the proper history and respect and what you're supposed to do. That. Eldians are savages, and we conquered this land, and we're we're not people. We're mo- I was just like, oh my god, dude! The the racism is just out of control in this season. Um, and but like, it really makes the story. It, it, again, like the, this the 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 show is different now. Like everything is just completely different now. Everything everything we thought we knew, Cody, is just out the fucking door. My bad, I was muted. Um, That's okay. No, I, I totally agree. Um, and he basically, you know, throughout this episode and kind of part of the next one, um, we get the explanation. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, was it Ymir made like this? Was a woman who made a deal with basically like a deal with the devil? A deal with the devil. Um, ended up getting like the power of the titans. Uh, when she was died it was spread to nine titans and that, those are basically like the titans we know we come to know as like the, the intelligent the titans, armored really. titan. yeah. yeah um and ymir was an eldian and so basically and all subjects of ymir aka eldians are connected to her mm-hmm. in some way um so they're all devils. They're 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 literally referred to as devils by the Marleyans and the uh, the loyal Eldians, the or the Eldians who are loyal to Marley. Yeah. Um, and eventually, you know, as Grisha kind of gets older, um, he learns the truth about his his sister's death. Basically, they had her like they literally suck the like <laughs> the dogs on her. Like, yeah, she died a horrible death. Uh, and he learns this from an Eldian named Greece. Uh, or Grice, mm-hmm. and basically um, Grice is part of the Eldian Restoration Movement, which Grisha then joins, and like it's like a kind of just like an anti-Marlian group. Um, it's the resistance, basically. Yeah, it's the resistance, yeah, that's a better word. Um, mm-hmm. And they're, they're supported by this secret informant known as the Owl, um, and then this is where Grisha like, goes through like learns the true Eldian history, because, like, they said that the Titan, they just killed everybody, like, 
Obviously, the mm-hmm. Marlians made it seem like the Eldians were just terrible. Um, but it turns out... Yeah, that so they, they went out to conquer everyone. And it turns out they were actually using the Titans to, like, build bridges and, like, expand humanity. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't... It was very, like... They really flipped the tables on that. Um, mm-hmm. And eventually, um, you meet Dina. Dina Fritz. Uh, she is the last yeah. remaining Eldian with royal blood on the mainland. Um, mm-hmm. And, of course, our boy Grisha. He has the hots for now. Dina Fritz looks awfully familiar uh, the moment she walks in. Um, mm-hmm. But they eventually go on to have a son named Zeke. Um, now, if you've been watching on Hulu with the subtitles on, you'll know that when the blonde man talked uh, from the Beast Titan, his name was Zeke. Um, so you can put two and two together that Zeke is now the Beast Titan. Uh, he's also the yep. one that appears in that photograph that they found. Um, and eventually, and I'll tell you what. Zeke turns. Zeke fucking turns. Pops in. He turns his parents in. You fucking prick. Yeah. Cause, oh my. Yeah. Unfortunately, because Marley begins this warrior program. Mm-hmm. Basically, they want the natural resources that are under or on Paradise Island. Paradise Island is the island that Aaron and all of the gang are on with the walls and all that stuff. Um, yeah, well, basically, the royal family fled to and erected the walls and i don't know how much they go they, if they go into detail of that now or can, a little bit later i feel like we can kind of just cover it all here because it, it's a lot um yeah, yeah, the yeah this fit, is the lord up. the king of the walls essentially he retreated to the paradise island erected the walls and then changed humanity's memories over there yep. basically just to like prevent war just to like kind of end the conflict um Yep. And, now and the walls were erected quickly because it's literally the king took all of his colossal titan, basically all of his titans, and they became the wall, effectively. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so Marley begins this warrior program, uh, basically injecting kids with, like, whoever was worthy enough to be a, 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 a titan soldier, a titan warrior is what they called. Um, mm-hmm. And they, they want to take over Paradise and get the, get the resources, all this stuff. And so Grisha has uh-huh. a plan. He's like, look, we can raise Zeke, basically go behind enemy lines, have him become a Titan, yeah. and then you know, flip the script on them. But Zeke, uh-huh. <laughs> this, little, <laughs> this little shit, just rats out his family. And, and so Grisha and all the other restorationists and all of them get taken to Paradise yeah. Island. By the way, Cody, Dina's not the only one that looks familiar. A lot of these restorationists look pretty familiar as oh, well. Man. The bald guy with the big white beard. The fucking mm-hmm. guy with the big eyes, like they all and the, fu- the the eyes and the fucking Prince Valiant haircut. Yeah, because uh, Cody, this next that what happens next, just fucking. Yeah, so basically they take boats over to Paradise Island. There's this like small wall there. Now it's a pretty big wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically it's soldiers just injecting these restorationists and, and pretty much just criminals or like anybody that. Is uh-huh. against Marley. They get turned into a pure Titan and thrown onto the island to become, you know, like they're the Titans that we've seen throughout the whole show. Like these are, they have all been yep. real people the entire time. They inject them and just fucking kick them over the wall. Which at this point, it also starts to make sense how the people in Connie's village became Titans as well. No, not yet. Well, but you're able to start connecting. Like, okay, those when you start when you see what's happening here, you're like, okay. Then clearly, the people in Connie's village were are the the, the Titans oh, from well, Connie's village. They, they were people, yeah. 
yeah, 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 yeah. You're putting all that together kind of right here. Yeah. Um, and the, again, they mentioned that it's tightened spinal fluid. Um, yep. And you start to realize, like, when they start kicking off some of the restorationists, you see, like, I sent you that picture where it shows, like, the side-by-side -side of each one, like... Yep. The bald guy with the big white beard is the guy that originally had Armin in his mouth before Aaron saved mm -hmm. him. Um, yep. The fucking... He's called the Peering Eye Titan, the one with the big mm -hmm. eyes and the, and the weird haircut. He's the one that, like, pulled on, like... I can't remember if it was Thomas's... He pulled on somebody's, like, uh... Or it actually might have been Aaron's um, mm -hmm. EM gear to, like, knock him down onto the rooftop. Like, all yep. of these guys are recognizable Titans, including Dina... Uh, who is <laughs> surprise, surprise. Dude, when 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 they fucking injected her and pushed her over and then she turned into the fucking smiling titan, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, the same titan that ate Aaron's real mom is basically like his his dad's first wife. <laughs> like Oh my god. And it, and dude, it's even worse because she's like moment, huh? she's like, no matter what, I'll come find you. It's like, yeah, no shit. You went straight to his house and <laughs> Mm -hmm. Ate his new wife. <laughs> Jesus yep. Christ. Um, oh, man. What a fucking moment. And basically, it comes to the point where it's just... It's just Grisha now. Um, and Kruger, same guy that beat him up as a kid, is there. And Gross, the other guy who, who killed Faye, is there. And, you know, Grisha's basically like, he's next. Uh, but then fucking... Mm -hmm. Kruger fucking kicks Gross off the, off the wall... And reveals yeah. that he's the owl. Uh, he's a titan. He is the owl. By God! Yeah, he's like, I'm a titan. Yeah, he's like, I have the attack titan. Um, yes. And then he fucking turns into... He transforms into... His name's also... What is it? Kruger... Aaron Kruger is his name. Uh-huh. Uh, which is obviously why Aaron was named Aaron. Um, and then, you know, he destroys all of the... Takes out the rest of the public safety soldiers, so it's just him and Grisha... And mm -hmm. pretty much for the next episode straight, he kind of just spills the beans to him, you know, mm -hmm. explaining all of this. Um, yeah, that you need to, yeah, you need to go ahead and take up the mantle, and you need to take the founding titan from the king over there in Paradise, who is basically refusing to save his fucking people that are dying and being persecuted over here. Um, so yeah, he basically has uh he has Grisha Jaeger fucking eat him. And I, I don't know if it's here or at the end of the next or I don't know if yeah, I think it's here where he mentions something about well somebody's gotta save Armin and Mikasa. Yeah, that's what he says right at the very end. But he also yeah, he, he, right. don't, he gives us some more information. He's like mm -hmm. a a person with Titan power, like the uh, the intelligent Titan power uh, can only live for mm -hmm. thirteen years. Which Aaron's yeah, already has his been... Titan for like five at this point, so uh -huh. uh, Armin only has thirteen years to live. All this stuff, Mikasa obviously doesn't want to hear any of that. Yep. Um. Yeah, he's like, you got to find the coordinate. Coordinate being the founding Titan. All all kinds of information here. Um. And so that explains why Grisha was found by. Uh, mm -hmm. Who found him? Sonis, I guess, outside the walls. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, Shadis. Yeah, Shadis. Yeah. And he's like, you know, go start a family. You know, fall in love with the people of the walls. All this stuff. Um, and yeah, before he, he injects him with the Titan serum, he mentions like, 
protect Armin and Mikasa, and he's like, who are they? And he's like, I don't know, those memories aren't mine. So they yeah. put a little pin in that from now. Oh my god, dude. While all this huge lore dump's going on, Aaron and Mikasa... This is, again, this is my, my only, like... It's not a, really a gripe. It's just a fucking mm -hmm. annoying. But, like, oh, they betrayed... They were insubordinate because they wanted Levi to do what he just said he was going to do, so we're going to lock him up in prison for ten days. Like, he's the fucking attack titan. He will get out and kill you all. Like, do you not understand, yeah. like, how this fucking game works? Like... <laughs> and, and what's annoying is like not to spoil anything in season four, but throughout the show, like they continuously like put Aaron in a prison cell, and it's like you guys do realize at any moment he will kill you all. Like, yeah. If if he wanted to, he could fucking get out. Yeah, like why were you? Like, it, it it just drives me nuts. Um, mm -hmm. But Aaron, Mikasa, and Armin get released early from their imprisonment, quote unquote. Um, and they're, yep. it's basically, they basically got like a big mm -hmm. government conference going on with Historia. Uh, Anji gives Historia Ymir's farewell letter. Uh, because we mm -hmm. haven't seen Ymir. Like, Ymir wasn't at Shiganshina. We don't really know where Ymir is at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we find out. We find out she was eaten by. Because she did their whole ritual thing. I don't think we find that out here. We find out that she's gone. In season four, right? Now I think we find that out because they don't ever mention Ymir again, really. Until no, they do in season four. They do. do they? I'm trying to. Yeah. I'm trying to think when she, re she reads basically like Ymir's farewell letter. Like she knows she's yeah. going to die. Um, mm -hmm. And then we go to this council meeting. It's basically the, the scouts, Levi and Hanji, uh, Premier Zachary. All seven of them that are left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Zachary's there. Um, Pixis is there. All the all all the gangs there. Um, and basically, mm -hmm. they present the three books from Grisha's. Yep. From the basement. Um, and they, they you know now we know there's humans on the other side of the wall. They kind of they're like, do we keep this to ourselves? And Pixis is like, do we want to act like the previous king? Like we need to print this out. And so they yeah. inform all of the humans, all of the Eldians that are inside Paradise Island. Mm -hmm. All about this stuff, um, and then Aaron's kind of thinking in his head there, because he he heard from his father's stories with uh, Kruger that if the founding Titan is of royal blood, they can fully use the powers. And Aaron's like, this is when Aaron realizes that Dina was the one that ate his mom because when he touched Dina, happened when he yeah. he touched her. That's when he could control like the pure Titans and all that stuff. Because Dina mm -hmm. was of royal blood, all makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. and he kind of keeps that to himself because he's worried what they might do to Historia if he was to reveal that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and then going into the the final episode, Historia basically now, is... Does that happen Does that happen in this episode or the one or the last one here where um, uh, Historia touches Aaron on his shoulder and he sees something and he's like... Oh yeah, like yeah. he has like that. I don't know if that's here or that happened right after that because that that was that's a big big moment there too. Yeah, it's like when they're like all like kneeled down to her. Um, so it's, yeah. it's in one of these two parts. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, they they have their their meeting like that, and Historia again they tell the truth about the Titans and humans beyond the island. 
all that stuff that the, the previous king altered their memories. Obviously, it's a lot for the civilians mm-hmm. to take in, but uh, I mean, it's the truth. Uh, and then, of course, we get the sad scene with old girl Hitch because she they have like a ceremony for their fallen comrades, and Hitch is obviously yeah. Poor Hitch. And they tell her, they tell her how Marlo, well, you know, what Marlo really felt there at the end. It's like, no. Yeah, but then Dickhead Floke has to be like, but but he died for nothing. Like, oh fucking flock, dude. Fuck that guy, dude. I fucking hate him. He is little. I fucking he, he is like, <laughs> I hate him more than I hated Tony Soprano's mom in The Sopranos. Dude, like, he and is spoiler just, alert: Flock becomes a big pain in the ass in season four. He's never not been. Like, he's just... Oh, he becomes exacerbated. I hate that they made him up on the spot. Like, it was just like, oh, I was in the 104th, too. Like, no, you fucking weren't. (laughs) No, you fucking weren't. We we wouldn't let people like you in the 104th. Just some random kid. Like, I hate that they try to include him. Like, oh, I was always here. No, I was there the whole time, bud. Yeah. Um, He was in the back row. But yeah, uh, obviously, Floke is in the in, uh, uh, in the group, which is pretty much the majority that questions why Armin was given the serum instead of Erwin. Uh, yep. But yeah, it's, this is where Historia she gives them all like their their medals for taking back Walmaria and all this stuff. And when Aaron touches yeah. her hand, that's when he gets flooded by the it's like memories of the Fritz royal family. Um. I guess it's, yeah, this is big. This moment's big. We it tells us a lot with so little, and we don't find more about that out for a good while. I'm trying to think of what all they actually he actually finds out here. I think this is where he sees his dad turn into the Titan and attack them again, but more detailed. Yeah, this there's more. We man, this is the we we find out what more of this stuff entails when we get to more of like the you know spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. We find out more of like the paradoxical stuff that's going on with like the Attack Titan memories and shit in season four with uh with Aaron. Yeah, um, but he gets another flash of memories here. Yeah, that are not his own, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, then we kind of we time skip ahead a couple months, I believe, and we see like people have started to move back into the into Walmart, like into their old areas, and like wow. they started farming and fucking. Haven the road, love and, it. you know, all this shit. Um, mm-hmm. And then we, the scouts get sent out, you know, to basically just to ride out to find the wall where Grisha like, became a Titan mm-hmm. originally, like to try to find the ocean. Uh, and so they yeah, ride out. There's, there's only work. like, they only, they only come across like one Titan, right? Like some Titan, like fucking just crawling across the grass, I think is all they run into. Yeah. Yeah. They run into one Titan. Um, and then they, you know, we, we they get to the desert and they cross that, and then eventually they get to the wall where, yeah, where his dad was turned into a titan. Right up from that, they get to the the, the beach, Chris. We have a beach day, a little little fun in the sun. They, that's <laughs> right. Get your volleyballs and your uh, yeah, no glass on the beach, so you got to get cans. That's right. Yeah, a nice can of line of kugels, if you will. That's right. Some uh, juicy peach. While everybody's kind of having fun in the water, they finally reach the sea, all this stuff, and Aaron's just, like, focused. He's like, I used to think the sea would be freedom, but he's like, but we gotta we gotta take out those guys over there. Yeah, the real enemies over there. And he fucking Babe Ruth points across the ocean. 
Like yeah. like he's pointing at the WrestleMania sign, Cody. And like fucking All Might pointing to Deku. <laughs> That's right. He's going to Marley Mania. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of lore dump over those last three episodes, especially. Um, which kind of needed to happen because there were so many questions mm-hmm. that were unanswered. Um, they do a great job of and they. I thought they did a great job of answering a lot of the questions that I had. But then introducing like more layers to it. Like the show is such a fucking onion, dude. Every you peel back a layer, there's like ten more to it, and it's just like, oh my god. And a lot of the stuff with like when you first met uh, Rod Rice and that that episode that was really fucking weird. This these last few episodes, at least me, helped me clear a lot of that up because. And moving into season four, it, you know, I'm a again, I'm a big paradox guy. I love that kind of shit. That is one of my favorite tropes of all time. So, like, I, I was able to start putting stuff together really quickly. Um, but I, I, I can't wait for us to dive into season four because, again, like I said, Cody, you know, like we said, like the the show, everything has changed. Everything we thought we knew is incorrect. The world that we thought we were living in is it was just uh, just uh, again, like we're looking at it through a paper towel roll and now or a telescope or a fucking, you know, or whatever. And then we've pulled it away and now the whole view is opened up. There's so much more to unpack. Yeah, they actually I forgot to mention this, but like when Grisha was discovering the truth of like the Eldians and all that stuff, we see mm-hmm. a map of the world and it's like. Paradise Island is like Hawaii compared to the exactly. rest of fucking, <laughs> the rest of exactly Earth. <laughs> like, pretty much. It's not even like comparable. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this is where it really opens up. And I think if you, if you're lost on Attack on Titan or you're like struggling with the, the lore, you got to rewatch like the Rod Rice episodes and like mm-hmm. episode nineteen, twenty, and twenty one here. And 22, really. Like, these last four episodes are, like, where the world really gets more explained. There's still questions that are unanswered, obviously. But mm-hmm. You kind yeah, of absolutely. get the gist of it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's... Man, the world only gets bigger from here. It only gets bigger. And season four is full of... You know, just to kind of foreshadow before we wrap it up, there's... We are get introduced to a lot of new characters... We get introduced to um, just a lot of new ideals and mindsets, and it, season four is off the just off the fucking rails, dude. In the best way, shit escalates very quickly. And not to mention, Chris, we also have like extra titans we have to talk about. Like, oh my god, there's we, so at much. At this point, we know the armored, the colossal, the attack, the founder, mm-hmm. the and cart, the beast, the cart beast mm-hmm. we don't know what ymir technically is and there's a couple more stuff mm-hmm. that we need to flesh out to the full nine so there's yep. a there's a lot to be uh discovered and season four is and can we also mention <laughs> how beautifully animated this show is and season four is just absolutely beautiful to watch as well yeah i mean the show is... again we can do that we can do the animation no justice but it's, fucking... <laughs> it's, it's fantastic yeah. Yeah, they definitely, uh, they definitely make you the second half of season three. You know, again, my boy, my boy, Ervin taking a dirt nap, but they make you, they make you forget about that very quickly, just by how much 
Like they're like, oh, you thought this was the end? You thought they succeeded? No, fucking not at all. Uh, we're just getting started. Like it's like it's like playing a, an MMO and you finally get to the end game. It's like, oh no no no! Now you finally get to start playing the actual game. Yeah, exactly. Now, um, how do we want to break this up for uh, part four or That's season great- four? As the first That's a part, great question. The first part of mm-hmm. season four has sixteen episodes. I mean, we can we can uh-huh. cram it all into one, mm-hmm. or we can do eight and eight. Um, trying to see what part two has. I think part two has twelve episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So we can either do sixteen and one, or we can do eight, eight and twelve, or sixteen. And I, I'm hey, I'm fine with eight, eight and twelve because there's going to be a lot to unpack in season say, four. We're, gonna, we're meeting a lot of. Ooh, yeah, and actually, eight's yeah. kind of a eight's kind of a good cutoff point too because is that is that the is that what I think it is? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll stop at eight. We'll do eight, eight, and twelve. I think that's the way to go. Yeah. So we'll be covering from episodes sixty to uh, sixty-seven. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because there's a lot, like the, I mean, we're meeting an entire new anime cast of characters, <laughs> a whole nation. We're meeting a whole new nation of people. Yeah. Um, so, and there's some big moments, some big moments in these first eight episodes. They, Cody, they fucking started season four with a fucking bang. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. Um, oh my god. Yeah, and it's got, in my opinion, it's got the best intro in the whole show because it's so fitting to how the atmosphere of the show has just completely changed. Yep. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to follow along, sixty to sixty-seven with us. That's what we're going to be covering next week, and then we'll do the following eight, then the following twelve, and then we'll be we'll be fresh and caught up, Chris. We will be, uh, yeah, we'll be, we yeah, which will be right in time for our for the yeah. You know, we're still thinking about it. Uh, nothing set in stone, but we I know we're going to be watching the premiere live, but we're just debating on whether we want to like record it or not. Yeah, we'll figure out something. Um, yeah, when does it drop? Is it March? Yeah, it's 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 a month away. I don't know. We'll figure. We'll see how everything lines up. Um, we do want to mm-hmm. try and fit the OVA episode in at some point, and then yes, uh, eventually we'll get back to polls because it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, AOT is a big boy. Uh, <laughs> you know. It is a meaty boy, but I don't. I don't think anybody's upset that we're covering AOT. That yeah. we're taking our time on this one. I mean, very worth it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, we will be back next week with season four. Uh, Chris, that's all I got. I got. I mean, I'm just excited to watch more because I've I've been suffering with this current arc in One Piece. One Piece is very oh, dude. It's dry. It's pork chop. I, I want to know when this fucking show becomes the, the best anime of all time. I'm ready to get to that point. All right, I'm tired. Yeah, of, well, you've got about 400 more episodes know, to go. But... I'm tired of watching giants fight on the land of fun and dreams. Like I don't, I don't fucking care. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Where are the villains? There's no villains in this show. Oh, but man, that's enough One Piece hate. Uh, I'm Cody Snodgrass. <laughs> and I am Chris Adams, and we'll see you on the Grand Line. I mean, Marley. Fuck. Bye. <laughs>